Hey, what up, everybody? It is your man, DJ Dorsey. And I am Maya Dorsey. And this is another episode of the Dorsey Den Podcast. Come on in, sit your butts down on the couch, and let's have some dialogue. Dialogue. So, um, today, we are joined by our company. We don't call people guests. We call it company. Company. It's actually in our house. Hospitality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the hospitality in the Midwest, because you know down south they got that real southern hospitality. Right. But we are joined by entrepreneur Josh <laughs> Reed. Um, Josh, and I know you from, you said, now this is the one thing I didn't know. I can know. hear your uh-huh. accent. Yeah, where you think he from? East Coast. Where? Jersey, New York, something like that. Tell yeah. her where you from. Yeah. yeah, I'm from upstate New York. So yeah. hear it. Because yeah. you know, I met Josh. The first time I met Josh was actually at Ryan's recording yeah. for his first DVD. His, yeah, for his boot camp. Yep. yep. And, um, so intensity. Yep. Yeah. And at that time, you know, it was a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear it until the other day. We was at Panera. Yep. yep. I was like. That was the first time we actually like engaged in a full conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And see, I'm gonna tell you what's funny. I'm gonna tell you what's funny. The first time we met, I was like, dude, we gotta get together. Me, yep. you, Lamar. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. I was like, That's my brother. He probably yeah. feels the same way I feel about people when they say that. And yeah, like, is, yeah, right. Yeah. No talking to be talking. No, I get nervous when people say, Yo, we uh-huh. gotta hook up because I'm like, what you selling? Right. <laughs> Cause you know, man. Don't, hey, when they ask you, do you have thirty minutes? It's like, nope, no. Nope. I already know where that's going. Right. Nah. You, you specify oh. a time. That's a little different. You specify a time. Yeah, like, say 30 mm, why thirty minutes? Yeah. I got a presentation now. Right, dude. I'm good. I didn't, I didn't yeah. got bit several times. Uh-huh. So you know, people be like, why do you hate? You know, uh, network marketing so much. I'm like, it's not that I hate network marketing. Right, right. I hate the approaches that was given to me. Mm. Um, the first time I got duped. Mm-hmm. Got invited over to a dinner. Mm-hmm. Got to the dinner. It was like 18 other guys there. And I'm like, I thought it was just me. Right, right, right. And this guy comes out of nowhere with a blazer on and was like, hi. <laughs> Have you heard about prepaid legal? I'm like, man, what? <laughs> I thought okay. I was coming over for yeah, dinner. Yeah, like, nah, it, was the, it was the setup. It was the setup. Yeah, yeah, All you told me was that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it happened a few more times. So, uh-huh. that's why when I asked you, I was like, dang, he probably think I'm trying to sell him something. Nah, you know, it's funny. I didn't think that. I, I was just like, okay, you know, um, and then you gave me a business card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, I mean, if it's something that's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone say, hey, let's get together, let's do something. And it never, it, it never happens. And in business, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like business cards has become like just protocol. It's like it is. Standard it's procedure. definitely protocol. I haven't you know gotten that one deal off a of business card. There you like, go. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy that you uh-huh. say? I'm so glad you brought that up. A lot of people have asked me, do I have a business card? Right, right. I've ran out. I, I don't have them. I have not read up. Yeah. And I've yeah. been testing it, like, especially when I'm out DJing. Yeah, yeah. You see my banner. Yeah. You see my advertisement. Yeah. You, can you have me social there. media. You can you contact got- me if you really want to do something. Or, like, if you go the extra mile of DMing somebody or sending a personal message, then that shows me that, hey, this may be a possibility. Right. But like, a business card, I literally, I don't even, <laughs> I just... It's 2019, that's you know, true. airdrop it to me. And I will, that's the other thing. Yeah, I'll yeah. airdrop it up like, yo, can I have your number? And I'll send you a digital card. Right, right. And I'm like, man, I'm not carrying around but these But see, cards. you guys are techies, and I don't know how to do none of that. Airdrop a card? <laughs> nah. Well, you know how sometimes Just I airdrop Just let me you get picture? your number. I put it right, in my yeah. phone. Cause, <laughs> or, or you can text it to Because I can't, yeah. Text yeah. it to him as an airdrop. That's not my thing. In a sense. If you go somewhere that's, you know, sometimes I go to venues or functions where there's an older crowd, mm-hmm. you know, then that that's where it's a value add to have a business card. Yes. 
But then again, like the follow up from handing out your business card is little to none. Yeah. Because at, the, at that night they probably drinking or, or socializing and have gathered, collected twenty business cards and that. Yours who's going to mix? Yeah, it's just in the mix. It's just in the mix. But it was it was the it was the considerate thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. To to show that hey, I was paying attention to this conversation. Yeah. Let me take your business card. Yeah. But that's where it ends. But you know, like in my line of work. Um, I get business cards all the time. So yeah. I think you're right. It's just, be- it's become this like, okay, protocol thing yep. or here, yep. here's my title to solidify my title. Here's my card. Call yeah. me whatever. And it's like, it goes in a drawer. You yep. know what That's I mean? It. Like That's you're it. not even thinking about those yeah. cards anymore. Yeah. Now I got a question. This is off the subject of business cards. What's the guy's name from empire? Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Mm-hmm. Are you following that at all? Um, the, I the know. Whole- yeah. I know a little bit about it. I don't know too much. Like, of the inside information, I just know it's been like it's a huge story. Yeah, it's it. a huge yeah. story. First, I was questioning why is this such a huge story. Mm. Now it's coming out like this whole thing was fabricated. Like now uh-huh. there's police evidence, uh-huh. and the guys that actually did it confess. Like, oh, he put us up to it. Did oh, you, I didn't hear that. Yeah, this just came yeah. out. Like I know that today two, they were not Nigerian or African. There was two yeah, Nigerian like brothers. Yeah, mm. I seen that, but I didn't hear anything. Well, they else. confessed like. He set us up. Like, I mean, he set this whole thing up oh, like it's yeah. been fabricated. No way. So, and yeah, it was people, there was people speculating. Uh-huh. It. But you know, everybody on Facebook and oh stuff. Yeah, God. I mean, like the police. Is you that know, on I, CNN? Yeah, I, I don't, that I, mean, I, I don't know too much about it, but I know that they said there's three sides to every story. That's yeah. it. So, That's what my um, mom was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hope your side is true. That's right. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah. So, I, when I seen that, I was just kind of like, oh, snap. Mm. This is going to be a shot. Against his credibility, mm. a huge shot. A huge. I missed shot. that info. Yeah, I think it just came out like earlier today. Like, mm. uh, oh my god, CNN. Somebody broke it and was like, oh. like the police was like, well, I guess the guys that they caught was like, yeah, he put us up to this. Yeah, that's that's probably not good then. Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> if it make it that far, like nationwide news and media, and then if it comes it's on out TMZ be, and CNN, yeah, then yeah, that's. I, it's I think they're usually credible. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing that I was questioning was, why is this such a big story? People get attacked every day. Mm-hmm. But since it was him. Well, I think it was a big story because of the whole MAGA part. And then if it was racially motivated, that's what to me blew the story up. Not so much that he was attacked, mm-hmm. but because of the MAGA, you know what I mean? And then the the racially motivated. Mm. What am I saying? No, no. I'm thinking. I'm laughing. Oh, I'm like, am no, I saying something wrong? I'm laughing because. <laughs> When they said it was racially motivated, uh-huh. the MAGA, mm-hmm. and then it was black guys, we like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah that's what I was scratching my head. Like, are they sure it's the I'm right a, people This here? is the second time in my life where something happened with black folk that made me question. The first time was the D.C. shooters. Oh, I remember that. Because yeah, the D.C. Yeah, shooters yeah. was going well, on. Was we a, was just, yeah, was we just knew they wasn't black. When we seen it was black, we was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, it was like father and son or something, right? Yeah. yeah that was father crazy. I think they made a movie on that as yeah. well. I think it was on Netflix or something. Yeah. I haven't, I've never seen it. But it I, was, I did uh, see the movie yeah. years ago. That is absolutely but crazy. But it was just like, you know, I think the difference is, and it's just funny, but when black people got an issue with somebody, we take it directly with that person. Yeah. Some people, when they got an issue, they take it out on everybody. And right. it's like, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I think that you know, as far as like every, I feel like every race has a stereotype associated with it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it's inevitable mm-hmm. and it's just the reality of the situation. But, you know, depending on which race you're a part of really determines how you navigate through those stereotypes, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because it's like, 
you know, so like in bodybuilding, right? So I'm I'm a professional men's physique bodybuilder. Okay. And it's like when 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 you say that, hey, you know, you're professionally automatically associate with you with the dark cloud that's over the sport. What you is know, the dark? So yeah, what like, is that? Like, Steroids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you tell that and it's like performance drugs. Yeah, all and that. it's like you know, wow, like I, I'd have no part in that, right? I've right. never done that and thought about it. And, and honestly, there's no need, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and the same thing happens with different races. It's like, yo, if you're this ethnicity, then you know, I assume that this is what you do, mm-hmm. or I kind of give you the side eye because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the world that we live in, and we just exactly. have to figure out how to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. is true. So let me let's dig into that a little mm-hmm. bit. What got you into bodybuilding, and when did you start? Um, so I in college, I uh, played three sports. I played uh, football is what I got recruited for, so mm-hmm. I was a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I walked in the basketball team. I did track in the off season, and so I was majoring in electrical engineering. So I was, you know, my schedule was, I was pretty disciplined. And you did all this in college? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was, you was never there. What college? Yeah, I, was, uh, I did undergrad at Rensselaer uh, Polytechnic Institute, my master's at Purdue. Okay. And uh, both electrical engineering. And um, but anyway, when I when I left graduate school and, and I started working in corporate America, uh, I always took care of myself. Like, I always worked out. I was I was never a smoker. I never smoked. I drank occasionally. Mm-hmm. But that just wasn't my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I like working out, taking care of myself. And the two, I like looking good, right? I like yeah. when my shirts fit me a certain way, mm-hmm. my suits right. fit me. So that was my thing. And um, But anyway, it was like I was, in, I was in L.A. Fitness in Beaver Creek, and I was in the locker room. And a guy, one of the trainers named Scott, you know, he was like, you ever considered competing? And I was like, uh, for what? He said, men's physique. I'm like, what's that? You know, mm-hmm. modeling or something? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Right. This, what, I don't know. I'm not familiar. You said Miss physique? Men's, men's physique. Men's physique. Yeah. Oh, so, men's yeah, physique. Men's physique. Okay. So you physique. got, so you got, so in the NPC and the IFBB, you got the, the Arnolds, right? The bodybuilders, yeah. the big guys. And you got men's physique, which are more of the, the um, lean, yeah, yeah, lean with, you know, with beach body. And then gotcha. you got, now they added another division called classic, which is like in the middle. Excuse me. I'm a classic man. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, you know, why not? And at the time, I was trying to get out of engineering. So I was, I tried modeling, and I tried rap, and I did poetry. You know, I was doing, I did public speaking, I did a little everything. And um, and so it was like, well, check this out. My brother is a coach, and and I knew Scott, so it wasn't an awkward conversation for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had met him when I first went to day in 2011. And I came in the next day, he said, I came the next day. He had to fly, right? He had the application for a competition. It was April 13, 2013. Mm-hmm. I remember these dates because this is like the point where my life started to transition, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was able to do the things I really wanted to do. And so it was five weeks out from the show. And um, he took some pictures, sent it to his brother. His brother's like, yeah, he ready, right? Because I had always took care of myself. I was mm-hmm. eating right and everything. Mm-hmm. He just needed to teach me how to pose. And so I went to his posing class. And it was the seventy third Cincinnati Natural. That's deep. I yeah. never knew that there was a such thing as a posing yeah, class. Yeah, posing class. I guess yeah. like when you got people yeah. that do vocal, uh, yeah, this, you vocal practice. training and yeah, stuff. And, like, it's, okay. and it's tough. You know, you would think it's easy. And it, what was beneficial to me is that I had done I did runway mm-hmm. like modeling shows, mm-hmm. so I wasn't scared to like be in front of people with my shirt over and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to the show, I got a little nervous. I was like, "Yo, they like judging me." Mm-hmm. You know, it's not people just taking pictures. So my lip was shaking. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, "Can they see this?" Right. You know, <laughs> and um, I ended up winning the whole thing. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, won the whole show, and um, 
Afterwards, I was like, yo, when's the next show? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Got the ready now. Yeah. When's the yeah. next one? Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history, man. In, in two months, I turned pro. I won four shows in two months. And wow. then you ended up getting the, is this what led you into the GNC? This what got um, me to, so the shows I was winning, uh, GNC was the top sponsor. And this, I like these types of questions because, you know, I did a lot that people told me that does not happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like Josh, you just started, don't expect to get sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Right, Josh, this is your first time going to nationals. People don't win, don't turn pro their first go round. Mm-hmm. You know, and I broke every stigma. Like I won the nationals won by a landslide, right? And and GNC was there and my um my girlfriend now fiance, but she was my girlfriend at the time. My mother was at the show. And all every show that I won, GNC was the top sponsor. So we in Chicago and they go to the GNC booth. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, GNC has this muscle and body magazine. Mm-hmm. And my mother's straight up like New York, right? She walks up to the table, points to the magazine. How I get my son on the cover? Uh-huh. I know right? that's right. That's, that would be me. Yeah, that's like, my how kind of get, girl. yeah, like how I get my cut, son on the cover? Let's, let's just cut to the chase. You know, let's all cut. the other fluff. I'm not yeah, into that. Like we right. here to handle business, that's right? right. Yeah. Like my son was here 12 years, 12 months ago for a rap competition. They robbed him. We came back to get what we deserve, that's right? right? So we go. She go in and do. She talking to us on the cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name was Bill. He's, a, he's one of my closest friends now. And he's like, who's your son? She pulls out the phone and she's swiping through the pitch like this are the competitions he won. He's like, well, bring him up here, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm down since you got to get 10 to imagine being, you know, wow. chocolate and I still got to get 10. Wow. So I'm like, why you keep blowing my phone up? Come upstairs, GNC want to talk to you. So I have my uh, my cameraman with me, um, Marcus, and they're following me around recording the whole thing. So I come up, I got photographers with me. He's like, who's this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was marketing, and I was branding. Mm-hmm. And he said... And you got to pay attention. He said, what you bring to the table? Mm. And I had a leather, portfo- a leather portfolio with all my newspaper articles, my resume. I was like, man, I'm a full-time engineer, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you engineer? I was like, yeah. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And I gave him my, I gave him the portfolio. Only brought one because I always wanted to be with GNC. Mm-hmm. I got emails from 2009 when I was emailing them. I found a headquarter email in a magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And I was emailing them like pictures and headshots. Hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I gave him the portfolio. And he told me, he was like, you know, um, I really admire, you know, your your presentation. Mm-hmm. And if things don't go your way, don't get down, just keep going. And there was other supplement companies there. And they were asking me, you know, how many followers you have on Instagram. So that really and matters with them, don't it? Now pay attention. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. These me. are small, these are social media companies, right? Mm-hmm. GNC is the holy grail. Mm-hmm. They're a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. They don't need your followers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So notice he said what you bring to the table. He didn't say how many followers you have. And that's the type of conversation I want to have. Because um, now we're doing business. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. Mm-hmm. Because, and you got to understand why I don't knock the hustle. But they're asking you how many followers you have so they can tap into your audience. Mm. And, they, and they give you a code and they say, hey, you know, we'll give you commission on every sale. Just use your coupon code. I give you 10%. Gotcha. You got to understand the game, right? Uh-huh. And this is where you, this is the knowledge, this is the wisdom, counsel. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, but I, I'm i not in this to you know, make 10% commission. I was, I'm, I, was an, I, mean, I was an engineer at the time, mm-hmm. you know? I'm, I want to do business, right? I'm trying to yeah. get out of engineering, and 10% right, right. is not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so anyway, it was two weeks later, and uh, I had left a meeting with Adidas, yeah. and, um, 
as I left the meeting with Adidas, I was driving, a, I had a niece, a turquoise green Nissan Frontier truck with no bed on the back. <laughs> it didn't have a radio. I would use my, my iPhone AirPods to listen mm-hmm. to the music. Tell me about it. I know about yeah, it. Yeah, and they called me, and, and I signed right on the phone. And five months later, I'm in New York, at top of Milk Studios. That's where they shoot Tropicana, Pepsi commercials. Everything we see on TV, I'm at the, the rooftop of Milk Studios, and they got a buffet bar with nothing but fruit and, and veggies. I had car service, limo taking me everywhere, and I'm shooting for the national campaign athlete. My face is in the front of 7,000 hey. GNC stores around the world. Wow. You know, and all that happened in the span of eight months, but you got to understand nice. how the conversation start. Yo, Josh, don't expect it when it never happens. That's right. You know, so it's like... Crushed them expectations. Yeah, but I just share that story because there's a lot of people out there that... You, People that have no experience in what you're trying to do is telling you not to do it right. because it's not common to happen for people like you. Right. Mm-hmm. And they won't do it. But for me, I was like, yeah. I'm different. Yeah. You know, y'all don't understand like the hustle and the grind that went into it. You wake yeah. up at LA Fitness opens at 5 a.m. But you know what? That's all it takes is that one seat of somebody who was a Scott. It was Scott. It was, Scott yeah, that he mentioned started, something. He started the, the... It was so fun. I get the chills when I talk, when I tell the story because... I came here in 2011. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did, I got to find my barber and I got to find my gym. When you when you right. came to Dayton, Dayton, okay, because yeah. mm-hmm. I I was starting my full time job, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I had got a membership to uh, Urban Active. Okay, yeah, it yeah. was in the green at the time. Yeah, that, that don't yeah. even exist anymore, does it? Well, LA Fitness bought Urban Active. Okay, but in 2011, it was still Urban Active. Mm-hmm. That's it's, that big gym that's kind of like behind it's in the Nordstrom. Green. Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. At that time, it Nordstrom wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, Scott was the trainer there. That's why I met Scott. This is 2011. Mm-hmm. You got to follow these stories because this is I'm showing you the transition. That's yep. right. And yep. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Listen. Mm-hmm. And so 2011, I met Scott. I left Urban Active and switched my membership to LA Fitness, mm-hmm. and now I'm training at Beaver Creek because I le- at that time I, I had a um, I had a condominium, the Sycamore Condos, off of Colonel Glenn, on Zinc Road, right next to Wright State. That okay, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were about to buy a condo out there. I'm like, is that the one? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So okay. I so I was living there. So I was like, cool. This LA Fitness is even better for me. So I switched from Urban Active to LA Fitness. I haven't seen Scott since I changed gyms. 2012. Oh, man, y'all got to listen to this. Wow. 2000, so, so I'm a full-time engineer, and I'm trying to be a rapper, mm-hmm. right? I was dope. Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, would, I wasn't 100% in because I would never promote it on, my, on Facebook because people saw me as this kid that made it out the hood, and now here I am, a full-time engineer, top colleges, and now I'm talking about popping bottles and women. And all. So I didn't want to ruin my reputation, so I would never post it, but I did it on the back end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's like, okay, is this really your story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? So um, I go to Chicago in 2012, June 2012, for a rap competition. Mm-hmm. It was for uh, uh, Coast to Coast Mixtapes. Whoa. Pay attention. I remember I'm giving, them. Listen, I'm giving y'all archives Give right now. Give it to me. Give it to me. Coast to Coast mixtapes, right? I have my DJ. He's from Indianapolis. Supercuts. That's my guy. And and we was we was all in behind the scenes, but not all in up front. Mm-hmm. And so I took my whole team to Chicago. I had my street team. My mom came in town. Uh, my, my guy, Ike, at the time, he, was, he came with me. He was like my hype man. 
And I bought I bought everybody. I got booked everybody hotel rooms. I got the gold chain on, white feet. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> looking I'm like in rap that. mode. Right. Got the snap back to the back. Rock the show, Flip right? Mode squall. Killed that. <laughs> Me and the DJ was rocking. I see him mm. cut the cut the beat. The joint dropped. I went crazy. Mm. The artist crazy. I'm in Chicago. I, you know, nobody knew me in Chicago, uh-huh. but I rocked it. And they called fifth down to first. And so when they got the second, they didn't call my name yet. Everybody started chanting J. Reed. That was my rap name. Mm-hmm. So everybody thought I won. I thought I won too. And they mm-hmm. called somebody else. And I was like, you know, I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to cry, to be honest with you. Because right. I'm thinking I'm about to get on. Because yeah. Coast to Coast Mixtape, you win a competition. They fly you to Miami. You compete against the other winners. And you could leave with a deal. I think it was with... Um, Oh man, uh, I don't remember the company. It's some major label. Okay. And I thought that was gonna be my breakout of engineering. Well, anyway, I didn't win. I wanted to drive home that night, right? So that was the last time I made. I rapped. That was it for me. Mm. Also, oh, you hung it up at that time. I hung it up two, that's June 2012. So when did you start? Pay attention. When I started rapping. Yeah. Like what? What? Like what year approximately? Uh, I started. I always did po. I did poetry for a while. Okay. I started poetry and I was like. I was in high school. Okay. But my flow was like rapping. Gotcha. And so DJ Supercuts, I, I freestyled. He was recording. He came up and introduced. Like, yo, we need to get you in the studio and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so, paid, so this June of 2012, mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. All this money out the window. I'm done with rapping. This is not working for me. I'm not 100% so I can't get 100% out of it. That's mm-hmm. just how life works. Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward 12 months to June 2013. If you listen and pay attention. LA Fitness bought Urban Active. Mm-hmm. So now Urban Active is LA Fitness. Scott now moves from the one in the green to the LA Fitness in Beaver Creek, mm-hmm. which is the gym where I've been training at for two years. I ain't seen Scott in two years. Mm. I meet Scott March of 2013. Yo, Josh, you need to consider competing. Mm-hmm. You ready. Mm-hmm. For what? Men's physique. Bet, let's do it. I don't got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get out of engineering, right? right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won the first show by a landslide. That was April 13th, 2013. April 27th, 2013. I go down to Kentucky Muscle, sweep them. Mm. And that's a huge show. It was at the Guard House in Louisville. Okay. It was another show called the Julie Palmer, June 1st, 2013. Went in there, sweep them. Mm hmm. I've only been competing for a month and a half, and I already got three titles under my belt. Mm. So me and Monty, who was my coach, he was like, we got to go pro. I'm back in Chicago at the same hotel that I was at in 2012 for a rap competition. Wow. When I got to the hotel 2012, there was an African dude. I got out the car. He was like, are you here for the competition? I was like, uh, what are you talking about? I go in the hotel, it was a bunch of orange people walking around. They were bodybuilders. We was teasing them, right? Like, look at these guys. I was there for the rap competition. I'm back in 2012, I mean 2013 at the same hotel. I didn't see that guy again, but now I'm one of the bodybuilders. Right. Uh, so you're back there for a different competition. I'm back there for a different competition, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's the same time as 12 months ago. Oh. I get to the competition. Yo, Josh, don't, don't, don't get down if you don't win. I won by a landslide. What I'm telling you, the story is rapping wasn't my destiny, fam. Right. When I won that competition, my life changed in five months. Mm-hmm. Fast for another eight months, I quit engineering. We're done with that. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You understand? So it's like the person I met in 2011 came back in 2000. It was like the... It, it, it was... You know, what, 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 uh, it's like what to say, divine intervention. Yeah. yeah. Right? Now, I got a question. So... When you made that switch, did you get any 
pushback from family, friends. Because I remember mm-hmm. I was managing right. a rap group. Yeah. Then I tried to go into promotions. That didn't yeah. work. And then I went into DJing. And it was like DJing just took off. Yeah. But I remember people being like, why you keep on switching? I'm like, this over here ain't working. Yeah. This ain't working. Let me. I'm a. I'm a keep on trying until I find the lane I'm supposed to be driving in. Right, right. But I just remember people being like, "Yo, you need to find something to stick with it." I'm in my yeah. what mid twenties at the mm-hmm. time. At, was there anybody in your family, your friends, people that you close to that was like, "Josh, don't quit rapping. Why are you gonna switch over or to bodybuilding, engineering? Yeah, or, yeah or, or why are you getting out of engineering? Like, was there anybody that was in your ear like, "No, nah, you need to stick with this." Um, to be honest with you, my circle was small. You know, my circle, and it's people you probably know, Lamar, mm-hmm. he was behind whatever I was doing 100%, and I, and I, and I made sure he was a part of whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my fiance now, at the time, she was my girlfriend. She was behind it 100% whatever I was doing. Because whatever I did, I gave it 110%. Mm-hmm. If I couldn't do it 110, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't really any any flack. Now, my DJ at the time, he was like, I think you should still keep rapping, but it just wasn't, I wasn't all in mm-hmm. and I was spending a lot of money and I wasn't getting nothing back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is not work. This doesn't make sense for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's try something different. And I was introduced to something that I can get rewarded for. Like I worked out all the time mm-hmm. and, and I just, get paid for yeah. It. And I just saw the opportunity and I always wanted to be with GNC and they was at the top of every flyer. So I wanted to do every show. If I saw GNC on the show, I wanted to do it because mm-hmm. I, I knew that would I was thinking that would get me close to them. And that, and it happened. It got me close to them. And you know, you have to understand this business too. So I worked in corporate America at the time, so I gotta bring I gotta be value add, right? It can't just be, man, I got X amount of followers, I look like this. Companies at that size and magnitude don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to know what value add do you bring? How are you going to help us maximize profits? How are you going to increase revenue? Um, and if and how do you brand yourself? Because if you can't brand yourself, how do you brand a billion dollar company? Mm-hmm. And I was showing them I knew how to. Not only did I know how to brand, I know business. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I formed great relationships. And it's 2019, and I'm still endorsed. I'm. I'm endorsed by GNC, like the contract. GNC. Yeah, mm-hmm. national, yeah. you know, spoke. So is is, but it all started there, you know what I mean? And the people that were with me in 2013 are still with me in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, and the capacity is big, is much larger than it was when it first started. Man, that's dope. But what I want to point out, too, is even though you went and you got your engineering degree mm-hmm. and your master's. Yeah. And your destiny was something else. It still prepared you for what you're doing now because like you said right. I know business right right so right. because you know business you can really kind of live on both sides it's like okay right now I'm wearing my business hat and I'm not here to play no games yeah. this is what it is I don't yeah. need nobody else with me I know this yeah. on top of hey I know this you know I know my my um career with you know your your body building and right, everything right, too right, right. so I think we we feel like we wasted time you know what I'm saying yeah, sometimes yeah. like Man, if I could have just fast forward and skipped that, but no, everything has a purpose. I agree with you hundred percent. Everything has a purpose. Everything serves every a purpose. Every mistake, yeah. everything that you feel like is a mistake, it, it, it serves a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I agree. And I quit engineering, but I, I still have that analytical part. Mm-hmm. And I would be dishonest if I didn't acknowledge the mentors I have. Absolutely. You know, m- mentors in my mind. I, 
I take a mentor over degree any day. That's mm, it. I agree. Mm-hmm. They can you know, cut a lot of fat. You know, they cut out a lot of mistakes and, and errors and mm-hmm. obstacles. Mm-hmm. If it's a mentor that's offering you counsel. Absolutely. And not opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I had. I had great mentors that allowed me to do the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, yes, I have discipline, you know, yes, the degrees and analytical skills and, you know, all that stuff. But if it wasn't for mentors, mm-hmm. my first, the first mentor was my mother, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And, and then having a, a woman by my side that, that was with me a 200%. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking from the 95 Nissan Altima mm-hmm. with the rust on the door to, I just met her like four weeks ago in my motor seats when I was driving home from work and she left for a meeting to pick me up to now it's like, you know, where you wanna go this weekend? I wanna I wanna go to um let's go to Cabo, done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you got you gotta give her that because she was she was there from the she season. was there from the, but she also saw the potential. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I feel like people on the outside see more on you than you're seeing yourself. And like with her, I had nights with I was feeling discouraged, but I still stayed up. And she'd be like, just keep going. I because she see it. And mm-hmm. she's invested in me too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when um when the when the lightning hit the the condensing unit outside and it knocked the AC out for a week, she could have left and went back to her place and enjoyed the cool air. Mm-hmm. But she slept on that mattress with me and fought them flies with me mm-hmm. in that kitchen. Like this is real talk. Where, where's your mom now? She's in New uh, York. My mother's in Virginia now. Virginia, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, you know, so that day when I left, it was a meeting. I was at work. There was this meeting. And I had wrote my, my two weeks notice six months before I uh-huh. put my two weeks in. Why? I was emotional. We, we got a, we got a, a funny thing about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote the two weeks. I was There was a meeting that just pissed me off. And it was this, you know, this woman, she had, like, undercut me in this in this meeting um, she was the manager of the department and she had undercut me and it was like in public, like in front of everybody. And I was like, wow, I wasn't even, you didn't even have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was so pissed and I and remember I'm trying to get out of engineering anyway mm-hmm. and I got things shaking but ain't nothing, you know, stable solid, enough for yeah. nothing solid. I got a yeah. lot of verbal mm-hmm. <laughs> commitments. Mm-hmm. And so to get that anger out of me, I was like, F that and I wrote my two week notice and I saved it to my desktop and I called my mother and she was like, Son, intelligence over emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make a ra- irrational decision right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I understand you're upset, but you know, let it bake for a day mm-hmm. and come back to it. Thank God for people that can calm you down. Oh man, you know, speak some sense. But that lasted six months because there was another meeting, and uh, I got upset again. You know, it was another, it was a guy that did it. And <laughs> I left the meeting. I was, I had to take a walk. And I called, uh, I called Ashley. I said, babe, I was like, you know, I got to jump. It's time. Like, I can't, like, I'm miserable. I feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I got to do it. And she was like, the conversation was different now. She was like, I'm with you. I hung up. I called my mother. I was like, yo, ma, I said, I'm done here. Mm-hmm. She's like, let's get it, son. 
And if you see like our pictures on Facebook and Instagram, that's mama. That's how we talk. She be like, "Let's get it, son." Yo, I did see your mom. Your yeah. mom, I was like, she does not look like your mom. And if you she... hear my mother's story, you won't believe it either. Like we, we from the slums, man. Like we she from the gutter. Young, yeah, yo. she was. She been through a lot, and she doesn't wear it at all. And that's why I always give her credit. Like she get credit first. I'm gonna tell you the funny thing yeah. is. I seen pictures of you and Ashley, mm-hmm. but I seen a picture with you and your mom. I'm like, dang, he didn't got himself a new boo. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. she look young, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, she's like, let's get it. And that next day, that that two week notice I wrote six months before, I turned it in. All I had to do was change the date. That's wow. funny because I'm. Yeah. We had a situation where Maya was trying to get out of her job. Like, yeah, was so I know the feeling when you just like, hey, you know, so I'm not valued and I'm better than this. Yeah. I got to do something different. I got to yeah. make a move because every fiber in my being yeah. is fighting to get up to right. go to this job. You're dreading it. You know, every day. I cried one time. I was, yeah. Because there was a gate you had the key in to get to the next gate. Mm-hmm. I literally sat in my car and like cried because I was like, yo, I I felt like a, like I'm a lion, right? Mm-hmm. And it got me locked in this small cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm meant to just like stride and sprint and climb trees and hunt animals. And they got me acting like I'm a house cat. Right, you know what I'm saying? That's and real. It's like, That's yeah, real it's, you frustrated, but you know, to your listeners, you got to use that as as fuel. Mm-hmm. Like I, out of everything we just talked about, there was no pull, there was no breaks mm-hmm. of 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 being down and out. And like, yo, I took six months to just nah, I don't need to learn. My, I know myself. Mm-hmm. Like I use that as fuel to keep going, mm-hmm. and, and and eventually it happened. Yeah, you gotta just use that as as drive and fuel to change your circumstance. And some stuff will drive you there. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's almost like, thankfully that yeah. it was frustrating because now I know you was about to say something, right? Yeah, because like finally, Terrence was really my. I would say my my parents and my sister and my husband mm-hmm. are really like, hey, whatever you want to do. I mean, because mm-hmm. I did the traditional route. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I left high school. Yeah. I went to college. Yeah. I left college. Went to grad school. Went to grad school again. You know, I just did everything like by the book. Right. You know what more I mean? More and more classes. I'm like, you going back to school? Right. Yeah, because you're trying to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay, let's yeah. take it to the next level and let's take it to the next level. You know, yeah. you constantly. Yeah. And then it's like, you get there. Finally, you know, you finish with school, you get there, right. you're at the pinnacle supposed to be right, right. of your success. And you're like, I am freaking miserable. Somebody lied. I'm miserable. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm miserable. That is like you're that's you're preaching. The, yes, I'm so just dreaming. I'm they, miserable. They, yeah, like somebody told me I'm supposed to be happy. Like with, I'm not I'm happy. I'm drinking. Unhappy. I'm on my third cup of coffee. Say it. You know, and I'm 25. Like, Say what, it. <laughs> what is, I'm 25. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you so, can look yourself yeah. in the mirror. Yeah, and you're like looking at yourself, and you see the reflection back, and you're like, I did everything right. Yeah, you're unhappy. Like your eyes. I started looking at my eyes, and I was like, my eyes are red. I right. got circles under my right, eyes. Right, right, right. I am freaking miserable. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and then it's like talked to Terrence and I guess he finally was starting to add up like this is not just day to day frustration you know like you oh they didn't got on my nerves today and it's like this is typical and you go on everything's great and he's like you've been saying this for a minute like you're unhappy and so he told me he said write your resignation letter yeah and I said, like, I don't have no job. You know, what am right, I going right, to right. do? And I was so frustrated. I said, babe, it got probably about another three months. I said, babe, I'm going to go work at Macy's. Mm-hmm. I said, we're going to figure this thing out because mm-hmm. I'm a hustler. Right, right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, I'm yeah, going to get yeah. this money. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. way or the other, we're yeah. going to pay these bills. We're going to make it happen. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't even worry. I got right, this. Right, right, right. 
But I was like, I'm about to go to Macy's if that's what it takes, because I can't take this no more. Yeah. And finally, just we sitting on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, before we even got there, yeah, you, you got. I got an email saying, here's an interview. And I mean, it was God. You know, when you look at those moments and you can go back and you can just look at time and just how things just fall into place. We would have been on a cruise and I wouldn't have got an email Mm -hmm. because we were on like an eight day, seven day, eight day, something like that. Cruise. Mm -hmm. So, you know, no service, no nothing. I was like, we about to get the internet. The night. Before we got on the cruise, and, I got the email of the job interview. Now you can really interview. enjoy that cruise to so, the fullest extent. Yeah. So what yeah, am I doing? Yeah. I'm preparing for this interview. And when when yeah. I seen the um, the the um, details of the job, yeah. I was like, "This you?" That's I'm like, "This is you." Yeah. Yeah. This you know is what's you. so funny. You mentioned that. Now just think about it. If like if everyone approached it with that philosophy and the mindset you had, mm-hmm. that's how that's the secret. That's mm-hmm. how life works. But if you don't do what's required to create that change it never happened. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't put it out there but then put action behind it, mm-hmm. you know, and you just can continue to wake up every day and go to this job and complain and it's wake monotonous. up. Yeah. It's never going to change but until you make that step and that's when, you know, you get those emails and you get to do things that you love and enjoy but and make you money. You gotta take doing that it. step. You gotta take it. And it's scary though. It's, it's very, very scary. scary. And it's but scary. High, high risk comes with high reward. That's it. You know, cal- calculated out. risk. Let me say that. Yes. Flat yeah. out. But yeah. it's scary because my father retired, you know, 30 years. Mm-hmm. He went to Howard University undergrad, went to Ohio State for yeah. for grad school, yeah. got a job before he finished grad school with the, with the city of Cincinnati, yeah. stayed there 30 years, retired, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's looking at me like, well, you have to be able to build your retirement and you right, have to right, be able right. to do this right. and do that. I got a lot and to say so, about that. And I love that topic. Yeah, and yeah. so it's the traditional route, right, that I yeah. follow because, you know, that's success. Right, right. And so when I'm saying, hey, I'm, unha- I'm unhappy and I need to make a change for him, bells are ringing because he's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you should make that kind of move. Mm-hmm. But it's like that faith walk where it's like, you know what, I don't believe I'm supposed to be unhappy. I have no, job not. skills yeah, yeah. that I can use if I have to create my own job. Yeah. I'm not to be unhappy. Yeah. Well, we, I, I definitely want to dig into your entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I want to get y'all's take on this. Like, This is something that I got a lot of flack for. And I was saying this back in 2009, mm-hmm. but I think we're starting to see it. I, I kind of got a, I ain't going to say a grudge, but this thing against college. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying college is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that. But not I think- a good thing. That's what you meant. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying college you. is not a good thing. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying college is. <laughs> I'm like, huh? What I say? Yeah. I'm not saying college is a is not a good thing. Yeah. However, we've been sold this thing of you go to you know you you finish your high school, you go to college, you get a job, you're gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that went to college for engineering or marketing or law. education or law, yeah. get into their career and find out that they don't really even like it. Happy, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they don't be happy. Yeah. The one thing that I've always kind of said is, one, don't go to school unless you got a plan. Mm-hmm. Most eighteen year olds don't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about your fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to. She knew at five years old. You said she wanted to be a doctor. She wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. And I think those are the ones that like you know what I, they know what they want to do from a young age. Yeah. They yeah. end up going for it. Yeah. But one of the things that I say is, I think if a person is gun core about going to school. Get some work experience if you don't know what you want to do. Like, or or 
go to community college, knock the basics out. Don't spend them twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year yeah. at a university. And you go in there undecided, or you're just like, I'm just going because I think this is the right thing to yeah, do. And that's that's. And then I agree, and I think a lot of that comes from opinions, mm-hmm. right? Until you sit and you have that conversation with somebody who actually understands, or actually has financial literacy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And and they know how to create income and grow wealth, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I think culturally, like in our household, we often said, I don't care what you do, you're going to college. That's it. I don't care what you're talking about, you're going to college. It's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable, right? But that's just, like, what they know. Mm -hmm. And that's... What we have to understand is that getting a college degree doesn't... Equal success. Doesn't equal success. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... And does that mean that you're going to be even profitable? Profitable. Right, but, 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 but that's the... I think that's the uneducated stamp that's been put yeah. on getting a college degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, now don't get it twisted. There's nothing wrong with, with going to if it's something you truly love and want to do. Like I quit engineering. I only did engineering because they told me engineers make money and I was good at math. Engineering wasn't my passion, but that's gotcha. just what they told me. I was like, okay, I want to make money and I'm going math. Let's yeah. do it engineering. Mm-hmm. And then I got the, in the second day on the job. I was like, whoa, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what happens to a lot of and people. And that's what happens. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's why when we get to the levels and doing the things that we're doing, it's important that we go and educate others and have these conversations like what you, you got. And I commend you with this podcast because you're sharing the jewels and information that a lot of people don't get when they're 10, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you think about like the entrepreneurs and, and our competitors, a lot of these people knew how to do income statements when they were 12 and 13 because they had access to the information. Mm-hmm. I didn't have access to the information. I had access to the information that said, I'm going to go to college regardless of it. Mm-hmm. Of, doesn't matter what you want to do. Mm-hmm. When, you know, my friend down the road, they're going over credit card statements and and you know how to file an LLC, and mm-hmm. you know assets and liability. And, and I'm like, what's an LLC? And I, I don't. What is that? You know. Yeah. What I mean? but, but I'm asking, what is that at 24 and 25? And they understand that at 12 and 13. That's Facts, right. bro. You know, because they're not being told that you're going to college, regardless of what they're saying. What is it that you want to do? Okay, let's figure out how to bring value to potential customers. Mm-hmm. Let's let's help you understand how what a business plan looks like. Facts, man. Right, and let you know. Let's let's start up. Let's start the savings. We give you X amount of dollars every Friday. We're gonna put a percentage away. So when you're 18, you know you can go in and and open up a small lemonade stand. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just using it as an example. Absolutely. But that's you know that's what the wealth is teaching. This is a great book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and it's uh and and we and talked about, about it briefly. It. Yeah, it and it really explains. It's like the poor in the middle class is. You're going to college regardless of what. And then the, the rich is saying, okay, what is it that you love to do? How can we figure out how to bring value mm-hmm. and, and create wealth from that? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to paint rims, we're going to figure out how to make you the best rim painter out there and wish a value proposition that puts you above the others that do the same thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Right? And then we're going to take a little small piece and we're going to invest it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going we're gonna to figure out a way to automate it. So now you can go from serving five customers in eight hours to now you can serve 500 in two days. That's right? right. And now you're patent. That's right. Right? And now you got other people trying to figure out how to invest into you. 
and now you just made your first million. But you're a rent, but you're a rim painter. Right. Right, and then you had you then you have the the the, the poor middle class is like my son ain't gonna be no rim painter. That's right. He's gonna be an engineer. You that's know right. What, you, you, know, you follow what I'm right. saying? You and now he's you, you know what's crazy that's about right. that? It, you, like you tried you you did hip hop. Mm-hmm. I do DJing. You got people that want to be actors. A lot of people want to be in the forefront. Yeah. I'm like, think about that dude that sold the napkins to Chipotle. Right. Right. Or made the straws for McDonald's. Right. They probably. I, we don't even know who they are. Yeah, yeah. And but they they had a vision like I'm gonna make the best straw. Yeah. That yeah. when it bends, it don't break. So when you when you trying to suck out of it, mm-hmm. there's no holes in it. You know, yeah. like I'm gonna make the best straw. Yeah. And 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 they figured out a way to engineer the straw. Yeah. And and sell it. Like mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is not always being out front. Right. Being in the limelight, it can be making the paper for the printer or making a lampshade or mm-hmm. making the best picture frame. Cause I mean, it's about finding a need and being able to market it. Exactly. Yeah. You, exactly. Find, you can, if you can find what you're great at, mm-hmm. you can, and you can't, the, the moment you find yourself chasing money mm-hmm. is when you're not going to make the money. Yep. But the moment you find like, man, I love this. Let me seek counsel. Right. Let me find somebody who's become successful with it. Or has done it and retired and is living their best life mm-hmm. off of what I'm trying to do. Let me tap into their wisdom and see if they'd be willing to mentor me and turn that into something you can wake up every single day Tangible. and do with love and make money from it. Mm-hmm. And understand how it could bring value to people. It has to bring value. If it doesn't bring value or if it's not something tangible, then you probably don't have anything, right? Yeah. But you can create anything out of something that you love to do. You just have to figure out to go through the process. That's right. It's crazy. It's like, um, like in 2019, mm-hmm. it's it's the microwave. Not even 2019. Moving forward, it's the microwave era. It is. Quick you and know, fast. there's no, there's really no process. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when you try, when you when you enjoy, when you go through the process. It's like I love social media because we we our business is social media, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I love it, and I love the analytics. You know, I love how to get customers' products in front of, I mean, clients' products in front of customers and all that fun stuff. But there's a there's a downside to it because a person can become insta famous like overnight, mm-hmm. and they get access to attention or accolades that they were not molded to receive. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how to manage it. Like it, like social media has put them in a position, and in, in the, but it's eliminated the process to show them how to manage the position that they've been put in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so now they either f it up, um, or they go down this like dark hole mm-hmm. that they can't find a way out of. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the problem is is. People are scared of that process because they're trying to figure out how can I do this overnight, and if it if I don't make money over it in a week, I'm I'm on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't understand. Like you can start a, a company, you may not make any profit for for a year, two years, three years. That's right. Like you just making enough just to break even. It's, it's, that still stands. It still stands. And this like microwave real business, time. That still but the stands. microwave time, like when you're you're looking at people and they're saying, "Oh, I just." Like you know, people posted snapshots that they just got their business certificate. Like you, you can do that in, in thirty minutes that's online. Right. Yep. That's right. Like you that, can. that, that's. I mean, congratulations, but <laughs> you, you got a long way to go. I got my <laughs> LLC. Right. I got my LLC yeah. back in two thousand nine, 
And the funny thing about that is I had to mail it to Colum- to the state. Yep, yep. And it took weeks to get it back. Now yeah. it takes days. But yeah. my stuff didn't start popping off for me until like 2015, 2016. Right. But when it popped off, you knew how to manage it, though. I knew how to manage it. Because you it, went, you went slow through cooker. the you yeah. went you went through the process. It's like the it's like the obstacles and the adversity is not there. To make you quit. It's there to mold you and to shape you and to introduce you to the network and to give you the tools so when you get the blessing, you know how to manage it but and make go- it grow. That's that goes right. back That's to what, what you- it's for. That's like right. You got to embrace the struggle. That goes back to what you just you said. A lot of people go down that dark hole yeah. because the success probably ca- the success, and I say mm-hmm. they wear air quotes, mm-hmm. probably came too quick. They didn't know how to manage they didn't know, it. And they, and, they, and they may find themselves right back to square one. Because no, mm-hmm. the yeah. character is built. Through the patience through the of exactly. yeah, through the struggle, mm-hmm. yep. through the struggle, the, the the character is is built at that time. Because I mean, you gonna go through trials. You gonna go through. You gonna go yeah. through trials. You gonna fail. You gonna want quit. You gonna you gonna want to quit. You gonna did I your, make the right decision? You right. gonna bump yeah. your head. You gonna get bruises. Yeah. But but it's one of them things where it's like okay, I tripped over this carpet right there. Mm-hmm. So don't step right there no more. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. next time, just step over it so mm-hmm. I don't trip and fall yep. and bump my yep. head. Yep. Yeah. So. Now, you own a company. Mm-hmm. We probably should have brought this up a while ago, but we had to. We had to lead to get here. No, I, I, I love this organic conversation. Yeah, this man. Is, we, I <laughs> yeah. think we talked about a lot of things we probably didn't anticipate talking about. Yeah, so. no, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Did. So you own. You said a media company. Yeah, a, so a, a I marketing my, company. Yeah, my my first company was um, operation driven, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very successful company. And I made I made every mistake possible though because it was my first business, and that was the company I left engineering to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, I designed a curriculum like my value proposition was I designed a curriculum. The value proposition, the value add was that the state of Ohio is in the bottom ten percent when it comes to childhood obesity and infant mortality, mm-hmm. and so I designed a curriculum to help um, improve that. Mm-hmm. And I saw that, you know, I've met with and done business with very wealthy companies and and prominent individuals. But I figured out that in order to do what I wanted to do, I needed a curriculum. And so how do you define, how do you develop a curriculum? I don't know how to do that. So I Mm -hmm. found a mentor, Ms. Susan, who had graduated from a high board of education that assisted me with creating uh, a curriculum based on what I wanted to do to amend that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I ended up partnering and uh, got several contracts with CPS, Cincinnati Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it was successful, but it wasn't a sustainable model to continuously bring profit and to continue to do what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started another company because I was like, man, I need to create a for-profit model because we it was a non-profit, with, it was a for-profit and non-profit philosophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I started my digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And that, that propelled pretty fast because I had made all the mistakes with my first business. And so when I started the second business, I knew what to do. I had already developed the network. I had I have some very great mentors behind me. And, you know, I as opposed to taking months to get my first customer, in two weeks I had my first customer, uh, Harley Davidson, and the rest is history. Boom. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I always tell entrepreneurs – a lot of people, <laughs> like even when it comes to doing what I do, a lot of people are like, yo, can I can I get like, can you put me in contact with some of your um your, your past clients? I'm like, yeah, I'll give you their your music catalog. Oh, that's the yeah. worst like, thing to ask me. me. No. Can I copy your hard drive? No. You know how long it took me to build this? 
And you just want to come and grab it in one swoop? What? And then not give you any credit? I got a ton of exclusive. I did my own remixes and stuff. Or people be like, can I get a list of your contacts? Yeah. You know how long it took me to build that? Yeah, yeah. Go out and get your first customer. Because it's going to build character for you. It's going to build. If it's given to you, you ain't going to appreciate it. It's crazy. I'm like, man. I love my mentor. My definition of mentor is a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So my mentor, we spend a lot of time together. We eat pancakes on Saturdays, bagels on Wednesdays. I read the Wall Street Journal, you know, in uh, in they're very they're successful, right? Mm-hmm. But what's funny is that they never handed me nothing, nothing. That's right. They haven't written it, and I don't want it mm-hmm. because the process is what's going to develop you. They 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 have a vested interest. And seeing us win because they see the potential. Mm-hmm. And they say, Josh, you say you want to be in this elite, right? You got to go through this in order to get invited to, into that room. Mm-hmm. And once you get in that room, we're, we're not going to do X, Y, Z because we want you to be prepared for when you walk into that room to stay in that room. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, don't give me no hand. Let me go through this. Right. Like, let me go through that. I'm running out of money. I need to create something that's going to bring value and bring profit. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have known how to develop the second business. Right. Mm-hmm. Like imagine somebody always throwing you a safety like net, right? Mm-hmm. You, you will never You're think never... for yourself. You won't develop what it takes to get to that elite level. You know, that's right. having, having kids, like when my daughter's doing homework, right. she's like, she'd be wanting me to tell her the answer sometimes. She used to. But now I'm like, let me see you work through it. Right. So I can see that you understand it. Yeah. And you're going to have to, when you get in your class, you're going to have to ask some questions. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, if you don't ask, if you, you have not, because you ask not. Right, right. When you get to school, because now it's hard for me to understand as a mm-hmm. parent mm-hmm. what the heck these pro- these uh, problems are. Mm-hmm. But, because Common Core, it's a whole different subject. But <laughs> <laughs> they make it to where you can't even understand this math no more. Wait, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Uh, no. Man, not, no, this, no. This common Calculus? Core, I don't nah. know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But, but, um. You know, I, I'm teach. I'm learning how to let her figure it out, and my son. Yeah, you figure it out because if I do it for you, you won't develop. You won't yeah. develop. Yeah, and then that's going to carry over to when you get eighteen, nineteen. And no problem solving skills. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I got, I, I need twenty dollars. Nope, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Create a way to make the twenty. Back mm-hmm. in my yeah. day, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. grab yeah. that line more and yeah. find me some customers. Hustle, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, create a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like even with my team. You know, I go and like we do our team meet every Monday morning. We meet in the uh, boardroom, and I'd be like, people ask me questions, and I want them to develop. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I always say, well, what do you think we should do? Right? Mm-hmm. Because if I got to tell you how to do what you're doing, then why are you here? Right. right. I might as well do it. And that's right. I love. I, I like you. We have a great relationship. I think you're a great person. Mm-hmm. But if I got to tell you how to do your job, then why did I hire you? It's like the only way we can grow is if I if I have confidence that my team can do the things that they've been hired to do. Mm-hmm. And and that helps them develop too. And and then that helps me have confidence that I trust that when I'm not in the room, they can make that decision. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. And that installs confidence in them too. Like when they go through that and they feel like, I, wow, I, I did that? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I, you had it in you, but... You wouldn't have discovered that you had it in you if I keep giving you the answers. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out. Did you go to Google? Did you go to YouTube? Did mm-hmm. you open a book? You know, like how do we get here? 
It's because we went to Google, YouTube, and opened a book. Yeah. Not because somebody said, hey, Josh, here's a check for X amount of dollars. Go find go. your office space. Go get your furniture. Yeah. You know, I got times. five people that you can bring in. I vetted them already. Nah, then nobody did that. Now, in, 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 in your current <laughs> business, how, how important is research? Like, how important is, how much time do you dedicate to research? Like, you know, researching, whatever. Like, researching yeah. and staying on top of your game. Do you have, like, a percentage of time? Because I, I know mm-hmm. for me... I'm always. What's the newest music? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we our plans is to get more into real estate. We we own a couple of properties, but it's like, okay, where can you make the most money? Right, right. Where's the market value? Like now, I'm listening to a lot. Of, I dug into real estate before, but mm. uh, you know, now that you know we're gearing to get more into it, it's like, okay, what are the mistakes that other real estate investors made? Mm-hmm. Um, where, where's the best market? And like, even when it comes to DJing, I'm always looking up new music. What are the biggest DJs doing right now? Right, right. What are the uh, the, the clubs doing right now? What right. are the wedding DJs doing right now? Like right, I'm right. always researching because I don't want to be like one day I look up and be like, "Dang, I'm still operating in 2015 and it's 2019 and yeah. I didn't really, you know, like yeah. I'm always researching and stay yeah, on top yeah, of the game. Yeah. Do you donate or dedicate a lot of time to still researching, you know, in your yeah. current market? Yeah. Well, in in the digital market, you know, is Social media is constantly changing, mm-hmm. and you know, and then the equipment is constantly changing, like cameras and um, compute, you know, computers, and the market is constantly changing. So we have to constantly study and, and be on top of the market. And then two, our clients are all in different industries, like mm-hmm. we're in commercial real estate, we're in auto industry, banking, nonprofits, um, pharma. And pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. and so like these industries are constantly changing, and so we have to constantly study and evolve with mm-hmm. it. The algorithm, the algorithm is always changing on Facebook, Instagram. Mm. You know, so you gotta always stay on that. You got the the news with privacy. You gotta stay on top of that, and then you have meetings with your clients. They're gonna ask you questions. You have to make sure you can answer them because they hired you to be the practitioner, mm-hmm. right? Not the agency. You gotta be the practice, meaning the expert. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Me personally, I work twenty four seven. It, it, I, I create time for my woman. That's like priority, right? Mm-hmm. But I do find myself find myself constantly reading. But then I also have to give a lot of credit to my team because they're the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they come in early, and they don't mind staying late. Mm-hmm. I got my number two, Josh. His name is Josh as well. He's like a wizard, you know, so he knows the thing. He knows a lot of stuff that I don't know because mm-hmm. he, he'd be on top of it. And and I put him in a position to win too mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can sit here. Like I said, I can't I, – I can talk, but I got to give I gotta give credit to where, yeah, where credit is due. I have, a, I have an amazing yeah. team. My team is lit. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and my support team is lit too because – uh, like when I'm leaning, they straighten me back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but the research is, it's a constant thing. You'll find yourself in the gym. I'm on, you know, I'm on Bloomberg and, I, and I'm looking at different, like Josh has called me. That's funny. Uh, you know, and I'm looking at things or Josh has called me like now, what time is Josh called me at seven 30. He probably left me, he probably calling me talking about something he just found on idea. He just mm-hmm. had, you know, and that puts us in a position to sit down and have these means of conversations. Dude, that that's, happens, so. having people like that around yeah. you is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, but it's hard, though. It's hard to find them. Finding quality team, oh. like a quality, 
finding people that <laughs> work as hard as you. Oh my god! I'm at, I'm, at a, I'm at a predicament. And keeping them, I'm what? at a predicament yeah. right now that the DJing is just grown exponentially. Yeah, for me. yeah. And I've had several people come to me, literally saying. You need to find a protege. Mm-hmm. You need to find a protege. You need to find people to be, be where you can't be. They can be there for you. Right. And I'm like, you right? Yeah. I've built DJ Dorsey to a place to where my my credibility right. and my name is everything. My brand is everything. Right, right. But finding that person that can be next to me and represent your and brand. represent yeah. my brand, mm-hmm. I'm having a struggle. Cause I'm yeah. like, some people are like, oh man, I seen you here, I seen you there. I'm like, Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Because because it number one, I need to somebody to be like, yo, I see you doing good, but you right. can be better. Right, <gasps> right, 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 right. You mean like not the person that's like yeah. like pumping me up? Yeah. I need that person that's like, yo, yeah, you 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 doing all right, right? But I bet I could take you to another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it, it's. I need fun. somebody smarter than me. It, right, right. I don't right. need somebody that's gonna yeah. be like pumping me. I need somebody well, that's, that's gonna be like asking you, what do you think? No, yeah. tell me what you think. Yeah, right? where we should go. Right. Yeah, you know, it goes back to that. Like the GNC thing. What do you bring to the table versus how many followers you have? Mm-hmm. I, I need to find that person that's going to say, you know, what you, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, I, I, great company and all. I see you, but, you know, what value you bringing to me too? I'm trying to be on a come up. Am I better off going by myself or should I come under your wing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let them, you know, you want somebody to ask you those questions. That's right. Like, yo, like, you know, I, I got faith in you, but where is this going? That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost like a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, it really I'm not married is. yet, but you know, I'm engaged. But you get but, it. You yeah, get it. She, she came to me. She's like, I'm getting ready to start medical school. I need to know what we're doing. Right. Like, are we doing this or not? Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm serious about what I'm doing. And when she said that, I was like, yeah. I'm keeping her. <laughs> right. I know she ain't going nowhere. Right. Because I, I need that. Did you yeah. meet her? And we gotta, we gotta get y'all both on the show. Yeah, I've, yeah it's always yeah. when you ask how y'all met. It's always yeah, two I enjoy, different stories. I, yeah, I enjoy, it is, it is. And, I, and I enjoy it the most when we're together, yeah, because yeah. we, we do have two different stories. we but. almost 15 years uh-huh. cannot come up with the same story. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, but, 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 but did you and Ashley, you know, become, boy, you know, did y'all, you know, get, become in a relationship before the GNC? Was it Before after? everything. Nice. I met Ashley day before one. she started medical she, so she's school. Day one. She, I met Ashley when she was finishing her master's. And and um and she met me when I had the ninety five Nissan with the spray paint on the door, mm-hmm. and so like I told you, she been with me from I I'm telling you, when I when I told you the story the the condensing unit outside right there was a huge lightning storm mm-hmm. and it hit it and I guess the fuse it hit was on back order because we wasn't the only place that it hit and so I didn't have it and this is like in the summertime so I didn't have no Ooh. AC for a whole week mm-hmm. so I went and bought a whole bunch of them fans. Right, the floor fans, and I gotta buy like five or six, so I'm buying the cheap ones, the ten, right. fifteen dollar ones, you know, because I'm like, I'm not gonna ever use these fans again. I'm wasting right. money. Right. Um, and I set them up in the window so I can get the cool air in and the hot air out, right. and you know, mm-hmm. and I and I that the room, like the master room, was hot, mm-hmm. so I slept yeah. in the loft that like was just our... open. Right. And and um and I had the air mattress, right, and then it's so hot that uh. Flies started to develop from the trash. Yeah, yeah. So I had a fly problem. Like all this happened in a matter of a week. I got a fly problem. I ain't got no AC. I'm right. high. Yeah. I'm sweating. I can't. I can't take sleeping a comfortable, on the air mattress. Well, you can't, can't take, sleep yeah, in my master. I can't take a comfortable shower. I'm sweating. You know what I mean? Right. 
And um, and <laughs> cold yeah. showers be real oh sexy my at that gosh, time. Gosh, <laughs> you know, but it was so crazy. She was with me every day. And mind you, she got her own place. She can go sleep in the AC, take a nice shower. And she like I'm right here, and we down with the with the um the, the bug spray. I mean, we in the I turned the lights on, flashes, everything. I'm spraying, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, and she was with me through that, you know. Uh, yeah, like I said, like man, listen, man, listen. She sent me that email with the ring she wanted, and I was like, yo, when I ask her yours. to be my wife, that means I got that ring you wanted. Right, and that's what I did, and you know, and and I I, just, I try to do it proper, and she deserved everything plus more. That's what's up, yeah. man. Yeah, that that is what's up. Yeah, that yeah, is so what's up. Yeah. So. I have a question for you. So you said that you grew up kind of like in you know the roughs of life from the know, gutter. Yeah, from the yeah, gutter. yeah, yeah. So our young black men, I work in the educational world. Mm-hmm. So our young black men are underperforming at every level. Yeah. Academically, you know, socially, economically, like every level. And just mm-hmm. to put some, so, some some context behind this, this is actually what you do in the research. Yeah, some I people, research. You know, some people like to get mad, like, what do you mean, black boy? No, this is the actual, this is actual yeah. proven numbers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nationally, yeah. African-American boys underperform. Yeah. So, you know, to our young black men. You know, which I have a passion for. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've told this story before that when I found that I was pregnant with my son, mm-hmm. um, I kind of grieved because I knew what he was going to face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different being a black female. We have all kinds of oppressions and things as well. But I knew it looked the landscape for him looked differently. Mm-hmm. And so being in education and seeing that firsthand and seeing probation officers come in the school and pick up the boys and, you know, they got to check in and they got ankle monitors and all of that. Yeah. What do you say to our young black boys who feel like, you know, this is it. I can't go past dating yeah. this, you know, I can't get out the hood. I'm of the hood. Cause you know, it's kind of mixed with culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where this pop culture of, Hood is, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's like getting beyond that and having a whole nother life and being able to switch from, all right, I'm with my homies mm-hmm. to I'm in a professional setting and this is how I become a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you say to that population or that group of boys in our community? Yeah, I I, I, I admire that and admire what you're doing. Being once one of them is is, for me... Seeing worked a lot better than someone coming in and, and and talking a bunch, right? Because you got to think in your life you deal with a lot of uh, neglect. A lot of people coming in making promises, they're not keeping them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people saying you do this, you do it. This is going to happen. It doesn't happen. And so now you're just giving up. And it's like, yo, this is just, it is what it is. And then two, they're, they're, they're being told that life is hard, mm-hmm. right? And And this is what's expected of where you come from. So what they need is they need to have somebody come in and show them that life is full of opportunities and not just say that life is full of opportunities, but show them, you know. And, and when I say show them, when I when I actually physically saw the palm trees in the house, it was like, whoa, this actually is real. It exists. Mm-hmm. It's possible. That changed my whole perspective. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't get out of Dayton, then your perspective is not different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. And if you have somebody come in with a suit on, that's not what you connect with. Mm-hmm. It's like even if I speak with kids, I throw the cha- I throw the gold chain on, I throw the Tims, 
I may throw the North Face to, and not go in and I connect with them. Mm-hmm. And then when I got them hooked, let me take you over here and show you what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. We don't need the person to come in there with no suit and talk about, you know, what they doing and they bought this and they bought that. And they, We don't need that. We need somebody that's going to come in and, and connect on their level mm-hmm. that's from where they from, made it out, and can show them how to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if that takes, like, even with with us, like, astronaut, you know, we sponsor and, and give back, and but not just sponsor and give back. Like, we, we mentor a lot of young people Women, men, and women. Actually, I think Daniel. Did he call you today? Dad, I, when you were sitting up here thinking, I was just in there. Do you know Daniel? Come on, man. I listen. I, I just talked about Daniel a couple of days ago. Daniel, Daniel said, Clemens. I said this was one of my mentors, and I said uh, we used to go to the library. Oh yes. Come yes, on. Yes, so yes. Daniel, he, did. he called me today. He I left told, me a I Facetime Dan. I told him what he was doing. He said, "Terrence." He's like, "Yeah, I used to he used to mentor me, Daniel." And you know Daniel's story. Mm-hmm. I met Daniel. I used to go to the shop in Myers the whole time, right That's there in Colonel crazy. Glenn. And he, I was always seeing him. One day he came up to me. He's like, yo, man, what you do? Mm. And I was like, ah, you know, I told him what I did. And I said, I work. He said, man, you mind if I come to the gym with you one day? I'm trying to lose some of this weight. And I was like, man, anytime you want to do that, you let me know. I gave him my number and I said, have your mom call me and we'll work it out. Man, she called me the next day. I said, drop Daniel off Saturday morning at 7 o'clock. And I take care of the rest. And that day we hit the gym. We got a haircut. Because I was training at the time too. Mm-hmm. Haircut came back. And then I adopted him as my little brother. And then I gave him the keys to the car. If I travel, it's yours. You got a place. You got to gift him up under women. Mm-hmm. I got to show you. I got to give it to you. I was giving to me. You got to see how a man works. And I always tell him, watch me. Watch the moves I make. Mm-hmm. And so, and I and I had mentored him for some time. But then I found out he went to Mount Street Academy. Mount Street Academy invited me to speak. The principal called me, and and I was talking to him. I said, "Yeah, I know a kid that went there named Daniel." And not for nothing, I don't. I'm not gonna say the principal's name because you know this is old. But he didn't speak too highly of Daniel. Mm-hmm. But he don't know. I've been mentoring Daniel for six months, mm-hmm. and I said, "We about to stun on him, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. And so I came. Daniel, he done been in the gym. He bulked up. We got a nice polo. You know, he got a nice haircut. Came in clean shaven, and we came in there like what? You just need exposure. You need somebody that's going to come and not just talk to you. You need somebody that's going to invest time into you. That's right. That's going, that's going put their hands on you and grab your hand and really pull you. That's right. And so, like, with them kids you're talking about, what I love to do, and I and I say this on air, because we can do it. Let's make it happen. Cause we, got, we, got, we, it got, happen. we got we got, we got, got a huge office downtown Cincinnati. Key car access, and we own everything. Okay. Garage parking. Where you at downtown? We down right on 7th Street. Are you on... Are you in? You know what Fox 19 broadcast? Nah, you know what Broadcast Plaza is? No. Mm-mm. She's from Cincinnati. <laughs> right right, they right, off, so much right off of 7th Street. What I we gotta do Street. is take is we gotta take them kids and we gotta show them. Like this thing started from the table I started from was was half this size. It started an idea. I built the website in a day, self-taught everything. Mm-hmm. Now we in 2,400 square feet. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. We got a team. The team is winning. Like we gotta, we gotta bring it. They gotta see that because we can't just keep having speakers come in That's and right. talk about all the degrees they One got and, done and, 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 go and, and all the accolades I got. That don't mean nothing in the hood. That's mm-hmm. right. Right? Because we th- th- that ain't what we know. That's right. We need somebody who's going to come in here and know what we're talking about, how to connect with these kids. And yep. not just tell me I got X amount of degrees and masters and PhD. That don't mean nothing. Do you got power and influence? Mm-hmm. Can you pick up the phone and make a call and get things done? Mm-hmm. That's it. 
So that's who that's that's what's well, going to change. Well, you got my word. It. We can make this happen. Absolutely. And I'm saying it on air. So I, y'all got you can hold me accountable. We can make it happen anytime you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, give me your social security number. Nah, <laughs> 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 I, I love it, man. That that stuff is is it's so important. Because my first business was that. My first yeah. business was work we in CPS. Yeah. My first school was Douglas. Ninety nine percent poverty. That's it. You know, we was there for 34 weeks every Thursday. And then we went to Roseland. Then we went to Bond Hill. Then we went to Woodward High School. I grew up in Roseland. Yeah, and we and we in the tournament. We giving the kids ain't got to pay for nothing. And we showing them, we giving them access to information. You don't know what you don't know. That's it. Don't come in here with no suit on. I don't know that. Like, when somebody came to school and I was a kid with a suit on, I tuned him out because yeah, I don't yeah. know. He just another, he's spoon-fed. I don't know. Mm. He don't know my, he can't. How you going to teach me how to eat without a spoon if you never had to do it yourself? That's mm-hmm. right. We don't have no spoon where I'm from. Yep. I need to see somebody that 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 made it out. Got their hands dirty. Exactly. That's yeah. right. And not yeah. just talk. I need to see it too. Mm-hmm. Show me them leather seats. That's right. Hey man, take it. Hey Dad, he took man. Take this for your birthday, man. Ain't that we can you crash it? We got insurance, whatever. That's right. so crazy. When he called me and left me that voicemail, man. That was 2012. My, it's 2019. Not, That's my little and, brother. And That's I mentored right. him in like oh. Three oh four. Yeah. You did. You we just talked about that. When he called and left that voicemail, my face lit up like Daniel. I just talked about you. Yep. 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 So yeah, if they, if you listening, Daniel, what? Daniel, up? to come what? on here and tell his story. Yeah, you so know what? Says, we gonna have court, I got. I'm gonna gotta show you the picture too. The day we went to Mount Street Academy, 2012. I gotta show you the pictures because you know we document everything. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of footage. Oh. Video everything, we but that's the answer that question. That's what it is. It's so yeah. layered about you. I, we didn't even bring that up because that's how I met you. We mm-hmm. said that we met at uh, Ryan's DVD. Yeah, he was the one who did the DVD. He did the filming. Oh, mm-hmm. so, okay. So he came with the the boom, and I was like, oh, he's for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I see yeah, Ryan. Ryan, you know he Ryan we gotta don't make, play. Yeah, we Ryan gotta make sure we. We got to deliver. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because no I make sure you look good on camera. I'm like, yeah. okay, I see Lamar Paisley here, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Lamar don't play yeah. either. And, and, and them Lamar, two together, Lamar I was Lamar like, is the first person I met when I moved here. He, yeah. Lamar is the one that He's got me guy. into modeling. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, you who's in LA Fitness in Beaver Creek. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, what you doing? I said, like, no. He said, you, you have a modeling? He said, nah, I just work out. You know, he said, man, we got to get you in front of the camera. Now, I just met Lamar him. Lamar so got that eye. Mm-hmm. And we met at Panera. Me and Lamar talked. We was in there. They were sweeping by our feet. I'm like, damn. And they were closed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they was closed. And yeah, and, and that's been my adopted big brother. And that was 2011. And I told him, I said, man, when I get, man, when I get engaged, you're going to be taking them pictures. And y'all saw the video. Y'all see them pictures. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was part of my team in 2011, 2012, is still part of the team That's right. and eating in 2019. Yes. And you don't need a lot of people. You just need the right people. You need the right people. That's it. Only not about how many people you know. It's about all who in, you All know. these followers that's and friends man, that's listen, really not friends. Followers don't equate to, to income. That's that's it. Man. Pay attention. This, this social media thing. Man, pay attention. It, it, here's it gets you confused. Thing. Here's the other thing. <laughs> a lot of people, I always hear Charlemagne say this, and I think it's so true. Charlemagne from The Breakfast yep. Club, he was like, um... The stuff that you do online is really what's happening in you know in real life. Yeah. So people that do dumb stuff online, or people that do good stuff online, but a lot of people do a lot of dumb stuff online. Yeah. Like everybody got to capture a video of something, a fight or right, right. People criminalize themselves. Well, they would you, do they would do a crime and record themselves. Yeah. 
And then get busted. And it's like, yo. Well, you know, it's I it's crazy. You're right. It's crazy. Some people have eliminated any possibility of winning in the future because of what they just put online to get to get temporary attention. Do and, and like, yo, you can never run for president. You know that, right? Because you just <laughs> you just can't. Right. Because you just can't. Because you, you just can't. With that one ten second video, everything. you see what they did to yeah. Kevin Hart when he uh, was oh, about yeah. to do the Oscars. They put up tweets from way back in the day, and it's in four K too. There's no <laughs> denying that. Like maybe when it was VHS is questionable. Oh, they remastered like, that now. Moment. It's it's four. It's about to be five K. Like yo, that is you doing that right. <laughs> And, and, it, and it's like, like yo, yeah. and that, I, that's what I'm so careful oh yeah. about the things that I put on social media. Like, yes. you know, I, I, smart. I have fun, but I'm like, so many people yeah. are watching my social media that won't like it. Yep. They yep. won't comment on Get it. Get scrolling, yep. but they watching. But they watching you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've gotten yeah. so many bookings mm-hmm. and different things, mm-hmm. opportunities that happen just from a post. Yes. Yes. Or or people or there are people who are like, yo, I want to book you for something. But can I see some footage? I gotta do some. I gotta do some homework. You gotta think like you're a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Say you want to go for these corporate companies. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want these companies. They do a bunch of parties, um, evening events, and say you do a concert where they put you on retainer. But you know, before they put you on retainer, they got the PR. They gotta vet you. They gotta mm-hmm. vet you, mm-hmm. and they see you on Instagram turned up. Mm-hmm. Look, look, you smoking. turned up and you and you getting a lot of views and everybody liking it and loving it. That ain't our culture. But it just messed up your bag. Yep. Some people look, some people want perception over reality. That's it. Like it's cool. It's like it, long as they think I'm popping, mm-hmm. long as they think I got money, I'm cool with that. I feel good with that, yeah. But it, it, you don't really it's not that's crazy. And and it's a common thing, right? To where it, it's people want the perception more than they want the reality. Dude, that like, kills it's, it's like if you think, because if you got X amount of followers that you're winning, like I want the reality, mm-hmm. the right? Reality. And, 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 the, and at the level we're doing business, we can't share everything we're doing mm-hmm. because we got competitors out there that's mm-hmm. going for the same um, opportunities and RFPs. And at this level, you can't do that. Like when I first started business, I would post every, my, every customer new partner, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're doing business with the number two hospital in the world, and man, how you know him? I don't know who know who. Mm-hmm. You may, you may, that may, you may not like me, or you may try to undercut me, and now you know every move I'm making. It's like chess. Do you tell your opponent what you about to do? Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Everybody telling their next move. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, but it's cool because they think I'm popping, but it, it ain't really the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to put the work in and get the reality. The same thing equates to luxuries and, 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 um, and wealth. Like, get the money first. And then go enjoy the luxuries. Mm-hmm. You understand? Don't get the luxuries and be broke, but people think you you rich and that's, you got money. That's the worst. That makes that's so backwards. That man, yeah. I, I don't get it for the life of me, man. Yeah, you got it. But again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can't lose that that whole thing that I just want people to think this about me and I'm happy, if you can't get rid of that, then you'll never truly be successful in life. Mm-hmm. Because you're constantly living in this fairy tale world. But in reality, you're you you know, you're you're in the basement. Dude. So many, so many people make their social media life their reality. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I only post ten percent of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that, and usually it's like kid's birthday right, or right. you know something like that, or quote or a quote or two. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But just to be sitting there like oh oh oh, just yeah. all. Of, I mean, if it's it, not if it's your reality, yeah. if it's your, but the, if it's your business. 
Because don't get me wrong, you have yeah, you have affiliate marketing, you have influencers. Yeah, businesses are different. Yeah, if, I'm if talking that's about these what you personal do, diaries yeah, and all this it, but stuff. Yeah, if it's that yeah. and you just using it as a venting yeah. vessel, then because um, some people some people do have an algorithm that. of what they do yeah. to draw yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So I don't I like social media because yeah. it works it's for some business. people. Because you got but some people that are influencers too. You have yeah, you have to be, but don't let the perception be more important. Than the reality, exactly. Like they say, fake it till you make it. But if you're faking it, make sure you're putting in that work to actually make it. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, otherwise, eventually, what's in the dark will soon come to light. That's right. And you'll be yeah, credibility. Because, credibility be shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fake it's, eventually, it's gonna come to reality, and eventually, you're gonna get tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you, it's like when you, you get tired of telling a lie over and over, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. you start making mistakes and tripping up over yourself, and people are like, wait, I thought. Yeah, like uh, you didn't post it to all right. these cars, that's right. and I catch you in the parking lot of Kroger's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, you know what I mean? I thought you had a yeah, yeah. That's my Boy, grandma's yo, car. You don't look nothing like that. What <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody being catfish. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, yo, if 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 that's if you fall in that category, like you know, I'm not nobody hustle. I support it, but make sure you're putting in that work to to bring it to reality, um, because. It just makes life so much better, and and uh, and then you can actually go and help others do the same thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. or at least trying to do. Because like I said, is if if there's no power, there's no influence, then there's there's no change. That's right. Yeah, man. Well, dude, you was you about to say something? I'm just inspired. Yeah, man. We got this. This we are at an hour twenty. And really? We, yeah. We usually go about it. We we sometimes yeah, we go. Over, uh-huh. We kind of go around an hour. Okay. Okay. But we didn't stop it. And one thing I like about you is you talk. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> it. And I'm saying a lot of people no, don't. But, but you, one thing we have I, to pry you open. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nah, like, y'all made it easy. I like I told you. Thank you for the hospitality. Y'all made it good. And and what y'all doing is what's needed. Like we have to share. You ever seen the spook that sat by the door? The movie the spook that sat by the mm-hmm. door. Mm-mm. Watch it. You can find it free. It came out like seventy sixes. You can find it on YouTube and watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it at that. The spook and the spook that set by the door, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. And when y'all listen to this five or ten years from now, just I just hope y'all paying attention. You understand? Because it's about power and influence. And if you don't have either one, then you can't create change. And what you're doing don't make sense. That's right. Yeah. And we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. But we're going to bring you back. Please. Love it. Thank you. We Thank gonna, you for the invite. We're going to bring we you back. We need to bring back. you back with Ashley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, yeah. She's, she's Lamar. No. Oh, and, and Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. That yeah, would be yeah, good. Yeah. That's my little brother. Yes. Absolutely. Lamar Pacey. We got to get him on here, too. Yeah. Yeah. We got a line of people we got to get yeah, on here. Yeah. So many conversations. And the thing is funny is that every story I told, like, Lamar was had a front, front row seat at it, too. Dope. Yeah. Lamar is yeah. just a good yeah. dude. Yep. And see, the, the the model is not. Somebody asked me like, "Why do y'all do the podcast?" I always said in the beginning, mm-hmm. "It's a Dorsey Den," and our our logo is actually a, it's a couch, mm-hmm. and it's just like we just want to have dialogue. Yeah, we just had that yeah. had that conversation, whether it's from marriage or health or um, money finances. Mm-hmm. We t- man, we got so much to talk about. Let's do it. We got so much to talk about. I'm about to get him offline. We got things to talk about. So uh, I am DJ. Oh, how can they find you? Oh, you can add me on Facebook at Joshua Reed R E I D or Instagram J Reed Driven, and that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, I am DJ Doris E. And I am Maya Dorsey. And this is another episode of the Dorsey Den. Remember, jump in them comments, y'all. We want to hear from y'all. We out. Peace. Until next time.